Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go! College football today. Uh, the stage is set for championship Saturday. Welcome to college football today, brought to you by BetDSI. Joe, Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, and Hall of Famer Marshall Falk taking you through the next three hours. We'll break down all the championship games later today. Uh, guys, we saw some games last night in the Pac-12 championship and the MAC championship. I mean, pretty good games to start the week. I mean, why should we even play the games, though? Alabama already won the national championship. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, obviously a heavy favorite, but let's take a step back to last night. We expected defense from Washington, Utah. That's the Pac-12 mantra these days. You know, it used to be in the past that you had to have big-time quarterbacks, uh, high-scoring offenses, but now it's all defense. And Washington, the team that was supposed to win the Pac-12, winds up winning it thanks in large part to Byron Murphy. Yeah, I mean, they stepped up, choked out. Utah with Jason Shelley couldn't move the uh, offense and take the top off of Washington's defense last night. Matt, uh, Gabe, that MAC championship game, though, Buffalo built a 29-10 lead. Tyree Jackson and the crew looked like they were rolling to a MAC championship. And then here comes Marcus Childers, 300 passing yards, three touchdowns. The upset 30-29 to over the Bulls last night. Why you got to play me like this, Lisey? Right <laughs> off the top, man. You know what? All week people were asking me, Moretti, what's your take on that MAC championship game? Uh, come on, man. No way Buffalo doesn't blow these guys out. And I said, listen, I think Buffalo should win this game. Talked about didn't like how Northern Illinois ended the season. Linebackers suspended. You know, lost to Western Michigan. Lost to Miami, Ohio. Watching the game, it's 29-10. Complete collapse. You know what I warn people about? Where are the Bulls from? Buffalo. Don't tell me that city's not cursed, man. (laughs) Don't tell me that city's not cursed. I don't care if it's the Bills. I'm telling you, Marshall, it's real. 29-10, bro. Um, the the right. only time Northern Illinois ever led that game was with one minute left. Right now, unbelievable. Let the uh, drama begin. Uh, you're you're like you're channeling uh, Thurman <laughs> Thomas. Right now. Thurman's my guy, and, and and every time we get together, you know, after a couple of beers, he starts to talk about it. God, man, I can't believe, and you just start to feel bad for for what they did there. Um, and I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm aware. <laughs> and I happen to be a lifelong Bills fan. I know all too well. People don't understand. Um, uh, if you can, if you can have a great team to never win a championship, it is so hard to get back to the Super Bowl after you win the Super Bowl. It is extremely hard to get back to the Super Bowl after you lose one. And and what they did is just you you, you might be on to something. 
I, I, like I said, I think they should just move the stadium to a new city. But hold on, wait. Team, the, the, the Sabres won, right? They, 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 they've won. Have the Sabres won the, the, a, the Sabres, a they, no, 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 no. And the Buffalo Sabres lost on one of the most controversial goals in NHL history. It's a, Just look it up. Brett Hull in the crease. It literally is. Listen, Ralph Wilson Stadium is built on a burial ground. <laughs> I'm just stating, as far as that's concerned. That, that is true. But, Joe, I often, uh, I often have fun with you. Uh, huge games, massive games, Gabe. <laughs> this week, I'm like, Joe, it's Wake Forest in Virginia, it bro. It doesn't matter. It's not massive. It doesn't, but today, massive. huge games, guys. Massive games. Well, Let's roll. Well, yeah. I, I did want to bring up in, in terms of mindset, and the reason why I said about Alabama already winning the oh, national Lord. championship is that FanDuel, the sports book, did pay out in terms of national championship bets. About 40000 could, could potentially be about a $400,000 payout. But I think that will motivate some teams, including Georgia today. I mean, this is a team that lost by three points against Alabama last year, does have the defense to step up, and more importantly, does not fear the Alabama Crimson Tide heading into this match. I hope they don't need more motivation at this point, because if they're, <laughs> if they're looking for more motivation, they're probably in the wrong business uh, at this stage of the season. But listen, Georgia's been fantastic. They're getting the running game going. Love that DeAndre Swift and Elijah Holyfield are just gashing defenses big physical offensive line. The problem I have is this, and we said it all year long, this is not the same defense as last year. What does Georgia have, 20 sacks this year? Yeah. Way too much speed on that roster, too much speed coming off the edge. Kirby has not been able to ratchet up that defensive pressure. And with time, two at some point today is just going to rip that defense apart. So very impressed by by Jacob Fromm, very very impressed by by what uh, Justin Fields has been able to do. Georgia headed in the right direction. I just don't think uh, they did win and, today. And, and no, no doubt that uh, uh, Alabama is our the thirty third NFL team. I mean, I, I, I and, and I laugh when I I'm, people laugh. I'm like, I think the well coached Alabama team could probably beat the Raiders right now. Yeah, and and if you look at how they play and the games that they've played, and I was actually at the LSU Alabama game, and they took the field. And it looked like, I'm talking about from the kicker to punter, they look like an NFL team. It, it, it's not even fair. And then when you, when, you start, when you start reading their bios, it's like five-star, five-star, <laughs> five-star. <laughs> like, okay, the backup, five-star. And you know when Marshall Falk is like, damn, these guys are, are like. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? You know what the great thing is, Marshall, too? They're not just five-star. They're five-star kids that are still hungry. Yeah, and and that is a Nick. Well, and you have to be there. You you have to yes. Because you, you only have you only have two years of playing time. Right. You might play as a freshman, and then you're going to start sophomore June. You got to go. Like you got to go. If you're not ready to go, <laughs> they're going to push you out. Yeah. Quinn and Williams is a prime example. Kids a redshirt sophomore. I, I mean, none of us were talking about Quinn and Williams, a defensive tackle, this time last year. Now, talk to any NFL scout. Be a top five say, pick right exactly. now is being talked about. I, I mean, this this is a kid now who they're saying. Yeah, he's probably better than John. Guys, the thing about Alabama that uh, fascinates me is always the talk about Nick Saban, and you know he might be you know prickly with the media, but his kids like him, and you know they're just we don't know that they're well. They like they like that they make money uh, through him, okay, going through yes. there, right? Yeah, I should stay, but I'm saying that they let you know the kids run the practice. They're just so accountable. They don't make mistakes, 
You know, they limit their own mistakes, and it just wears other teams out over the course of 60 minutes. That's what's so impressive about them. The football IQs, I think probably just because they're scared, they're going to lose the, the playing time and then an opportunity uh, to make it to the NFL if they piss Saban off. You know, you can't make a lot of mistakes there, but they really don't make a lot of mistakes. I'll, I'll tell you guys this, and, and uh, you know, some people might get, get pissed off at, at me when I say this. If you ever pay attention, football is the only sport that when they talk about the athletes, they talk about graduation rate. They don't talk about it in basketball. Right. They don't talk about it in baseball. They don't talk about it in any other. That's, that's what the volleyball rate is. And, and, and I'm, just, I'm just glad that at Alabama, they don't even bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're going to Alabama right. for. Like, there's nothing else in Alabama. Well, it's very <laughs> they similar. It's not pre-made. They, they, don't have, they don't have fancy uniforms. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> they don't have, you know what you're going well, to Marshall, Alabama for. Marshall, my favorite for. line ever was Eldon Campbell. Remember uh, Clemson Tiger and uh, L.A. Laker? They said, hey, Eldon, uh, did you earn your degree from Clemson? He says, no, man, but they gave it to me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I look at this game in terms of breakdowns for this game, I mean, from the series perspective, Alabama's won four straight by 11 and a half points yeah. per game. But I look at this factor as well as playing into this matchup, especially from the gambling perspective and the spread perspective. Kirby Smart was 8-5 and five in 2016. He lost all five games, but he avenged those five losses last year and won those five games by 31 and a half points per game. That's a huge margin of victory against those opponents. Now, in order for Georgia to win this ballgame, they're going to have to run the football and keep Tua on the sidelines. Now, they can do that. I mean, you're talking about DeAndre Swift, Elijah Holyfield. Swift has 600 yards over the last five games. He only looks healthy. Yeah, yeah. and this is an, an offensive line that's still pounding the rock for 260 on the ground. If they can get some time-consuming drives, I think they can score some points, shorten the game, and at least cover the number in this ballgame. Well, I, listen, I think they could score. This is not Nick Saban's best defense. Right. There are quality defensive <laughs> players. Yeah, which is saying a lot. I mean, right, this right. Is, this, if, if there's a beatable defense in Tuscaloosa. They give up, I just want to mention they give up 13.8 points per game. Right. And, and, and we're talking I'm about. I'm sorry they give up double digits. It, yeah. it's, it's, Oftentimes it's nine. It, it, they're not that good. First five weeks, they're giving up an average 100 plus yards. It, just, just think about who they played the last five weeks. Missouri, they gave up 70 yards. Tennessee, 31 yards rushing. <laughs> LSU only rushed for 12 yeah. yards in that game. And then Mississippi State, 44 yards. They, they are controlling, not his best defense, but they're controlling the line of scrimmage. Why? Because of how they play offensively. They make you have to score touchdowns now. Yep. They, used to, they used to get away with that when you can kick field goals. You know, you're getting a, you know you, they kick field nine, nothing. Yeah, those and LSU bad games. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Now, with this offense and their ability to, to push the ball down the field, and, and, and think about it. And I have to give Kirby Smart props for this. Last year, just, just, like, just like Dabo Sweeney did, Dabo Sweeney made Nick Saban had to kick an onside kick to steal right. a possession to win a national championship one year. He made him switch quarterbacks. I, I, right. I, this kid, Jalen Hurts, hadn't lost a game for you. Yeah. He made him switch quarterbacks to try to find a solution in order to throw a wrinkle that Kirby Smart just wasn't ready for. Yeah. But what, what does Kirby do the next year? Okay, we got fields. We got a wrinkle <laughs> yeah. for you now. Yeah. Yeah. So when our quarterback can't throw, we put our running guy in. Right. So now it, it, that, that's a thing to have two guys. Clemson tried to do it. Kelly Bryant wasn't having yeah. it. But yeah. you got to have it now in college. How important, and I go back to that Thursday night NFL game against the, the Saints and Cowboys. How important is it, and because in my opinion it's huge, 
For Georgia to start fast and score first, Alabama, yeah. teams that are up-tempo, they are the best in terms of putting the pressure on opposing offenses by scoring first and, and forcing you to match them score for score. But we saw it Thursday night with Dallas. They start, they have a, a time-long consuming drive, eight minutes, kick a field goal. Now they start to shorten the game to put the pressure on Drew Brees. Ultimately, they had the type of defense to win that ball game, but I think it's the same type of recipe for Georgia today. Yeah, I mean, listen, anybody against Alabama, what has Alabama done in first possession? Score on everybody. They score every first Throw possession. deep. They get and aggressive, and they, they, and they, they throw deep. They the jugular, right? First half team, they cover pretty much. They did every week until the final two weeks. They were yeah. flat against the Citadel in week uh, in the second to last week in the cupcake game. And then, look, the game against Auburn, let's be real. Auburn dropped a lot of passes, Joe, in the first half of that football game. The Tigers were hanging around, but... You know, I want to ask Marshall, what about like the second half adjustments? Is, you know, how good are the Alabama coaching staff at that? It, it, it is unbelievable what they are are capable of doing, and and it's it, it's and I and I say it, it's pro like what what they'll do. I mean, they can come in schematically. They're playing okay. We're playing we're playing two man trailing underneath. You know what? We're just going to play single safety high. We're going to they drop can the guy switch in the it box. up while other coaches are kind of screwed. Right. That's you're, all you're, I got. Right. right. You're stuck. You're stuck. If you're playing two man, you're stuck playing two man. Yeah. You might go to a zone, but you're never going to drop a guy in the box to stop the run and then play man single high man. And, and, and now so it just, really is just, like just playing tell, an NFL just, team. Right. Just tell your supporters, hey, hey, you you got a job to do. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and they shut you down. It's, and, and here's the thing that, that you don't understand. When you have the quality of players that they have, practice sometimes becomes harder than sure. the games. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, I, I listen to um, Lattimore, Michael Thompson, uh, Eli Apple. It, it, those guys talk about when they were at Ohio State, how their battles were in practice. And now you see those guys, they've transitioned into the NFL where you throw the ball a lot. And you're like, wow, I, I, I didn't think Lattimore was I, – I didn't see – what we see in New Orleans and this kid, you know, and, and, and Michael Thompson, I, I definitely did not know yeah. he was the kind of receiver he was, but but now we're seeing it. Practice sometimes, definitely for Alabama, you're competing at practice against guys that when you step in the game, you're like, it's you, a step you, down. You'd be yeah. our third yeah. corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be our third corner. So, it, well, it, and they have some of the most intense practices in all of college. Yeah, okay. it's I mean, like that, MMA guys, sparring partners, right? Yeah. You got to yeah. go. A boxing, you got to get a guy that's going to go with you. Yeah. Has, I, has this become anticlimactic? I mean, is this bad for college football at this point? Because I, 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 I hate to say yes. Yeah. I, I hate to say yes. No, nobody, nobody can can only no nobody can compete with Alabama when it comes to recruiting. And it's not like it's not like you're going to Southern California. Like there's, you know, you're not. It's not like okay, yeah, this is the movie cap. They're gonna put you. In, no, this is Alabama. Yeah, you're you're going. Nick Saban has created something, and he and he started it. I remember when he was at LSU, how how they kind of turned it around, and he won a national championship before he left and went to Miami and yeah. found out that it doesn't work on on men. Mm. It only work on boys that yeah. you can have for three to four years. They get tired of you, and then they go. Thank this you is, for that, by the way. I'm a Dolphin fan, so there yeah, is a little backlash. Yeah. We're happy yes. with that one. There is a little backlash, guys. You know, we see it in the NBA. All the Warriors are killing the NBA. We hear this before. You know, they'll listen, the Bulls and Jordan dominate. I think people do like dynasties, but I, I sense a frustration. People want the bigger playoff. Just that the playoffs are basically the same teams every year right now. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's Clemson. Right. It's Alabama. You got about six. It's Oklahoma. Yeah, about six it's Ohio teams. State. Yeah. So as a whole, 
It's like not only while well, Alabama's going to win and they're going to beat the same teams again to do it. I think people are just sort of, you know, want to see it expand a little bit just to see some some fresh teams in here. Yeah. But I respect watching greatness. So I, I don't have a problem with watching. Like Marshall's saying, you know, these guys, you know, it's, to me, it's arguably one of the best college football teams ever. Yeah. I mean, we got to go all the way back to 1888. 1888, the only team, Yale. I don't know where they were playing. A bunch of other stiff dudes, I guess, at that time. <laughs> Um, the, the row team or something like that, but they were the only team to win 20 games, every game by 20 points or more, guys. The regular so season. Alabama could set a record if they could win this game today by 20 or more points, and I'm not a mathematician, but they're only favored by 12, so I'm going to take Alabama. Yeah, I'm taking As Georgia. As would I. Yeah. I'm taking Georgia. Yeah, here. Not, I gotta, to, I gotta not to win Alabama. the game. I'm no, taking no, no, Georgia with the points. I, I think it'll be high scoring. I want it to end. Why don't you tell everyone who you're a fan of? Well, it, just because I'm a fan, no, I just, break just, down the game. I pick no, against I Georgia. I, I am a Georgia fan, but I'll say this. Rich, Rich, yeah, I'll Rich, say, I'll say this. People in the chat are surprised you're not That's picking fine. Georgia by well, double digits. I want to ask Marshall, just because you want to run the football uh, and control the clock doesn't mean you necessarily have to run on first and second down. You could be aggressive on first and second down, loosen up that front seven, and then have running lanes later in that matchup. That does happen, and that, can't, that could happen. My, my thing is, um, I felt like Alabama could be beat if you slowed them down in the first half. LSU did that, and it did not help. Yeah, it did not help. I, 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 I just, it's, a, it's a factory right now. Keep, keep it where it is. When we come back, we'll be talking about the ACC championship. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. on college football today brought to you by bet dsi joe lisi rich sermonello gabe morenci and hall of famer marshall Falk taking you through the next three hours we're joined by sports brokers vice president jamie heath he's been with us each and every weekend he's hot as a pistol jamie how are you today i'm great joe how are you guys doing today This is what it's all about, Jamie. Championship Saturday, we'll have conference champions. We'll also know which top four teams are making it to the college football playoff. I mean, give me your thoughts about this coming Saturday. Well, you know, like you just said, it's championship Saturday. We're going to go down to the four teams for the college playoffs, and we actually have a, you know, when it comes to Georgia and Alabama, we actually essentially have a playoff game today. I mean, Georgia could conceivably be the second best team in the country besides Alabama. We 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 really don't know the answer to that. We'll get we'll get answers probably after the the game's over today. But uh, 
that's a great matchup in itself. I mean, I can't wait for that game. That's the best game on the board today as far as I'm concerned. Well, it all starts at 12 o'clock. We have the Big 12 Championship. It's Texas and Oklahoma. A lot of pressure on Oklahoma to dominate this ball game for a team that did knock them off earlier in the year, 48 to 45. Kyler Murray and the crew led a vicious comeback before Texas won it by three points on a late field goal. But how do you see this game shaping out later today? I'll tell you, Joe, you know, you, you made a good point. You just, you just hit it on the nail with, that, with the previous matchup. When it came to these two teams, Kyler Murray and the Oklahoma Sooners had to play catch-up pretty much throughout that game. Texas was up 21 in that game a couple of different times before Oklahoma led a furious comeback, tied it up, and eventually lost by a field goal. I see the game playing out a little differently today. I think Oklahoma could actually jump out on top, and it could be flip-flopped, and Texas could be playing catch-up. And that's not a good thing for, for Texas today, I don't think, with this, with this Oklahoma Sooner offense. They're hitting on all cylinders right now. Kyler Murray, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you got Tua, but I, I think Kyler Murray actually might be the deserving Heisman Trophy winner out of the bunch. This guy's amazing. Their offense uh, is pretty much is unstoppable. I, I really think that Oklahoma, obviously they, they're, they're defensively challenged. The total's hitting anywhere is from 80 right now. I love the over in this game. I see Oklahoma scoring in the 50s because they score in the 50s just about every game, and I don't see Texas, their defense, stopping this, this juggernaut offense in Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma in this game to win. They're obviously playing for a playoff. They win today and, and Georgia loses. I see Oklahoma hitting that fourth spot. I like Oklahoma winning this game double digits. How much uh, of a concern do you have about that Oklahoma defense, Jamie? That's obviously the one weak spot. Uh, Offense is as good as any in the country. Uh, Defense is not championship caliber. We saw it in the Red River game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Red River, Texas was able to dominate offensively. Is that something that gives you any uh, pause when it comes to Oklahoma, Texas? Well, Rich, I'll tell you, it does give me a lot of pause, especially when you're talking about a team like the Kansas Jayhawks putting up 40 points on, on Oklahoma. So, yes, it, it gives me a lot of concern. Uh, they, they actually fired the offensive coordinator after the Texas-Oklahoma game, and then uh, I believe the uh, former East Carolina coach, Ralph McNeil, took over the duties of the defensive coordinator. And uh, he, he, it, it, the defense has actually been worse since then, uh, statistically and on the scoreboard. But it does give me a lot of concern. Obviously, I see Texas putting up points in this game, too. You can't tell me that, that Oklahoma's going to shut down Texas because Oklahoma's not going to shut down anyone, anybody rich, as far as I'm concerned. They're, uh, they're, they, they play a style that, that pretty much uh, resembles like all old Pac-12 games and, and the way the Big 12 is the, constructed this year. It's just run-and-shoot offenses, hardly any defense. I would say the only defense in the in the Big, in the Big 12 this year is TCU and their defense isn't it's even It's arena football. Oh, stop. <laughs> it's like the arena league. Stop. It, 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 it's, pretty, it's, pretty cl- it's pretty close to it, to tell you the truth. And uh, I don't see anything different. I just see Oklahoma just outscoring their opponents, and I, I see them outscoring Texas today. And, you know, this game could be in the hundreds. Who knows how many points is going to get. I like the over a lot, guys. The point spread's up to nine right now, which is amazing because it was hovering around seven, seven and a half earlier in the week. The money just continues to trickle in on Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's the better team. They pretty much dominated them in that first game. There were a couple of key turnovers. So and that's it. it that it, was the it, difference, it, right? It, yeah. it, it, it comes down. It comes down. When you think about this game, Jamie, it comes down to quarterback play. And not just not just it, when you watch these two quarterbacks, it's not just what they do with the arm. It's what they do with the legs. Two, what they do with the legs. Two, two yeah. guys that, no that adds to the running game, but one's a guy that's, that's, that's trying to make you miss. 
and and Ellinger is just a he's a physical quarterback. I mean, he, he remind me he remind me of the kid that's playing for the Saints right now. Like he's going like to he's be he's hell. Hell. he's going to be that kind of player hell, yeah. for some team in the NFL because they're watching what the Saints are doing with him. Um, it's it, it's just amazing to watch. But it's going to come down to which one of these quarterbacks help in the run game and which one of them turned the football over mm-hmm. the least. They will both turn the football over, yeah. but the least. Murray turned the ball over too many times in the first game. There's bad blood between these two uh, kids, too. If you remember, Ellinger went up to Murray right after the game, and uh, Murray Murray wasn't having uh, any of it. So there's something there's something there bet- between them. That's what's so good about this game. They're, they actually legitimately dislike each other. The quarterbacks dislike each other. There's a history, The coaches too. dislike yeah. each other. Yeah. I mean, and then you got the whole horn down thing with yeah. Tom Herman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not yeah. fair if you do that. Man. <laughs> not, not a good look, Herman. Jamie, uh, we know that you have you a know, special you, package. You know what? I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna just touch back up on this game. You know, the only the only team actually that slowed down Oklahoma this whole entire season was the Army Cadets, yeah. and the way they did it was actually ball control. I heard Marshall talking about the Georgia Alabama way the, that Georgia could possibly uh, take uh, Alabama and give them fits is by ball control and, and time consuming drives. That's the only way Texas has any shot in this game is by is by keeping Kyler Murray off the field, just like Army did in that game, uh, and they took him to overtime and they only they held him to pretty much 21 points through regulation, and then they scored a touchdown in overtime. That's the only way I could see yeah, uh, Oklahoma getting slowed down. We but can't overlook Texas is going to go. I was going to say, Jay, we can't overlook like the that. elephant in the room. Tom Herman, 12 and one against the spread as an underdog, nine and four straight up. He's won big games. He's thrived. How do you get in front of that? You know, it's like we always say, if you go it's to a tough. casino and you know, you're know you at a roulette wheel and it comes up red nine times in a row, you get a bet black the 10th time, you're going to ride the streak. It's tough. It's, it's tough. 50-50 the way you look at it when it comes to that. But, yes, you're, you're exactly right. He is great against the spread as, as, a, as an underdog. Like you said before, Gabe, this, there's a lot of bad blood in this game, a lot of talking and, and John and stuff, but – when it comes down to it, I, I like Lincoln Riley in this matchup, too. He's, he's great at preparing his kids for the games as well as Tom Herman is. Just give me Kyler Murray in this matchup you know, with the two quarterbacks. And, again, I, I'm on Oklahoma in this game. I don't think it's a it, – I, I like the overs more so than I do the matchup, but, um, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma to go to the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma, but I really like the over in this game more so than anything. Jamie, what, why don't you tell fans what, what, what special package for championship Saturday is available? Uh, should they call the sports brokers uh, today? Absolutely, Joe. You got it. Today uh, we're giving away, uh, again, we're, going, we're going to go 3-0 and today. If not, we're going to give you the whole entire bowl package. And I don't know, all our clients that have been with us over throughout the uh, years, our bowl season is, is phenomenal. So that's our package today. We love a dog today that we think is going to win outright in, in, one, of the, in one of the championship games as well. So give us a call, 1-800-220-6262. Visit our website. Join our website, thesportsbrokers.com. We turn outcomes into incomes we're excited about today. Jamie, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say that uh, one of those outright upsets will not be Pittsburgh uh, in the ACC championship game in Charlotte against Clemson, but uh, we have a hefty uh, point right spread. Right you are. <laughs> yeah, one of the larger point spreads I can remember in terms of a, a championship game, four touchdowns against Clemson, justified. Pittsburgh lost last week uh, to Miami and is only 7-5. and five. So give me your take. We all think Clemson will win. They'll hold serve, head back to the playoffs, but uh, will they cover this 28-point uh, spread? 
Excellent question. Yeah, the line is up to, uh, uh, well, I'm looking at 27 and a half. Yeah, 28, like you said. Uh, four touchdown spread. Clemson in the last two games actually started off slow against Duke. They were actually trailing the game 6 nothing before they poured it on against them. And last week against their uh, state rival, South Carolina, the game was actually close until Clemson pulled away in the second half in that game as well. Pittsburgh, you know, great story for them. This is their first time in, this, in the conference championship, so, you know, that's, that's kudos to them. Last week they laid a complete egg against the Miami Hurricanes. They, they pretty much were getting shut out. They, I think they only mustered up one field goal in the game. This could be a revenge game, actually, for Dabo Sweeney because two years ago they actually lost to, to uh, Pittsburgh 43-42, a game that could have actually cost Clemson their playoff. That was the year they won it. They could have actually uh, not even gone to the playoffs because of that game, but they were fortunate that they, uh, a lot of teams that year lost that particular week. You know, the quarterback so was. For the Pittsburgh Nathan Panthers. Nathan Peterman, yeah. Nate Peterman beat Deshaun yes, Watson on that Saturday Nathan night. Peterman. Crazy world. Yeah, well, today is good, man. Yeah, not any given Sunday. Yeah. Any given Saturday. He's flinging it. He's flinging it. Oof. Yeah, well, today. Sounds like a movie, any given Saturday. Right. I actually think Clemson's going to really take care of business today. I know they have their playoffs to look forward to, but I, I think they're going to they can name the score against the Pittsburgh Panthers today. Their defense is one of the best in the country. Their front four is phenomenal. I don't see Pittsburgh scoring any more than ten points in this game, and I think Clemson's going to roll in this game. And it, and it doesn't it wouldn't shock me if they win this game by say thirty forty points. So, so I, I would take Clemson in this game, laying the four touchdowns. Well, Jamie, there's a huge battle in the Big Ten. We saw Ohio State step up as being an underdog for the first time in 51 games last week against Michigan. Dominated Jim Harbaugh and the crew. Put up a 60 spot on the Michigan defense. Now they get a more blue-collar, methodical team led by Pat Fitzgerald in Northwestern. I mean, a lot of pressure on the Buckeyes, especially if Oklahoma slips up against Texas. How do you see this one later tonight in Indianapolis? Well, they, they obviously have an advantage because, like you, like you said, Joe, they get, to, they get to see if Oklahoma does slip up because that game's at noon. So if Oklahoma does happen to lose, it opens it up for Ohio State in a big way. I was on Ohio State, as you heard last week. I loved Ohio State in that role as a home dog. You very rarely ever see them as a home dog. Michigan, I, I felt, was overrated. They really didn't have that great of a schedule. They didn't play too many great teams, I didn't feel, this year, except for Notre Dame in their first game. So I'm a, as a whole in this particular matchup, I'm, I'm down on the Big Ten to begin with. I think obviously the perception now with the public sees Ohio State winning that game convincingly last week. Now you see an inflated line. I think the line went from 12. Now it's at 15. I think there's tremendous value taking the Northwestern Wildcats in this game. I really do, getting the 15 points. This is their first conference championship as well. Pat Fitzgerald, Pat Fitzgerald has done a masterful job with this team, 8-1 and one in their conference. I know they didn't win any conf- uh, out-of-conference games. They had a really bad loss to Akron, but they went toe-to-toe with Notre Dame. That was a closer game than, than the score looks, and they only lost that game by 10. You're going to give me 15 points on a neutral site, the games, I believe, played where? In Indianapolis, the game is today? Yep, is that yep. where the game is? Yep, yep. Lucas Oil. Uh, I, I, yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the 15 points with Northwestern. They pretty much have, you know, they have nothing to play for. I mean, they have obviously a lot to play for, but I think they're going to be the looser team. You know, they don't have a playoff over their heads where Ohio State does. 
I like the Northwestern Wildcats to cover this game. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people expect. I'm with you. I like that. I like Northwestern today. Yeah, I mean, that, that's been Pat's way. I mean, they're not always pretty, but they're effective. They stay close. Uh, and with Ohio State, I mean, we don't know what Ohio State's going to show up. They, if, they muddy the game up, Northwestern. Yeah. They yeah. make you play a, a certain kind of game. And, and this, this, was, this was my and, – and, and I understand, you know, you're hardball, you're at Michigan. You know, you, you, wanna, you, you try to dictate how you beat people. If you watched Ohio State, if you just played zone – and you made the young quarterback drop back and figure out where to throw the ball, he had trouble at times. He, 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 he would get stuck on his first right. read, couldn't get through the whole progression to maybe get to the check down at times. But you want to play tough because you play man and you come out and you play man. Northwestern is playing zone oh, all yes. day. All day. Yes. They will be watching him. Yeah. <laughs> and if, 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 if he makes an errant throw, uh, there's not going to be all those drag routes, just open guys getting picked. You're not going to have that. He's going to really have to throw the football and, and be accurate today. If not, it's, it's going to be one of those low-scoring games, and Northwestern will definitely cover if that's the case. And, and to Marshall's point, I mean, Jamie, they're only they're allowing uh, opposing offenses to complete 62% of the passes, but very strong in the red zone. They're only allowed 14 passing touchdowns through 12 yeah. games. So they allow you to move the football 30 to 30, but then once you get inside the 30, they're very tough in terms of giving up big plays. Yeah, that that and and that's the area where where, where where timing and accuracy is is at a premium. I mean, you got to ball placement, receiver got to run the, the the perfect route, ball got to be thrown. They remind exactly me where it needs to be. I mean, it's almost like the Tennessee Titans, though. If Northwestern falls behind, they're taken out of their element. Oh yeah, they're in a lot of Done. trouble. Yeah. Right, and, I mean, this, this snowball can start to roll downhill if things start going. You know, next thing you know, 21-7, 28-7, and it takes them out of their album. Well, it's amazing, though, Northwestern. They've actually won 15 of their last 16 uh, Big Ten football games. Yeah. It's an incredible accomplishment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I think they're in tough here, personally. I, I think Ohio State are going to crank it up a notch tonight. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Jamie, let me ask you, how much do you put into that matchup two years ago where they lost by four points in Columbus? No, I mean, that, that, that was, that's a good point that you just brought up. That was a close game. But the thing about it is a lot of people don't seem to realize that Northwestern with the quarterback, uh, Clayton Thorson, he's the real deal as well. And Ohio State's defense, I mean, you could say what you want, but their defense really isn't very good. Look what Maryland did to them two weeks ago. They escaped with their lives in that game. Maryland was winning that game the whole game. And you're, you can't tell me that Northwestern is not a better football team than, than Maryland is. Uh, and I, I honestly think that, like I said, that game last week, that was Ohio State's uh, coming out party. They, had the, they put everything on the field in that game against Michigan. Everyone was down on Ohio State. Now everyone all of a sudden is so pro-Ohio State. I really see a slip-up, possibly. I wouldn't even be surprised if Northwestern actually wins this game outright. I, I, I'm, that's how strong I am on this particular game. I, this is one of my best bets of all today. I really like Northwestern getting it, the points it, It's spot. one of those, it's one of those, be weary of a team coming off a big loss. I mean, a big win. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, that, that, fat, wasn't just a, that wasn't just a, like a win. That was a, a big win. And sometimes for a head coach, it's hard to bring your team back down to reality like, hey, guys, you know we're not that good, right? Uh, you remember the Purdue game. It's hard to yeah. remind them of that because you're riding high. You just you just beat 
Michigan. I mean, and historic. And, 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 right, because this was the year. It was like, okay, if if Michigan's going to beat Ohio State, this yeah. is the year. And so this game was supposed to be close, and it wasn't. Yeah. It was it was ugly, and it got ugly yeah. fast. It's going to be hard for Urban Meyer to look those kids in the eye and say, hey, take Northwestern yeah. serious. That's a great point. Yeah, we'll say Jamie, great insight. Yeah, all, all, all their all their yeah, all their game all their games outside the horseshoe this year have not been inspiring for Ohio State. I mean, like I said, they escaped with their lives against Maryland. They got destroyed in, in East Lafayette against Purdue. Even the game against Michigan State, I know they won that game twenty six to six, but that game was closed for a long, long time in that game as well. So Beware if you're going to be taking Ohio State today. Jamie, before you go, tell fans what they can pick uh, pick up later today if they call your number. Uh, again, we got a three and oh, uh, three games today that we absolutely love. Give us a call one eight hundred two two zero six two six two. Visit our website. Join our website thesportsworkers.com. We don't go three and oh, the whole entire bowl season's on us. Give us a call one eight hundred two two zero six two six two. When we come back, we'll be talking about Clemson and Pitt. Keep it where it is. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. back on college football today we're all so excited about being back on college football today uh i'm also excited about bet dsi I, I love the bet dsi while col- uh, conference championship games will be settling scores between old foes on the field today you can get in on the action by heading on over to BetDSI, where you'll find a user-friendly web interface and mobile site with the fastest payouts in the industry open a new bet dsi account and use the promo code FNTSY18, and you'll get 100% bonus match. That's double your money to start winning right now. Start winning today. Not only can you capitalize on today's college football action, guys, but at BetDSI, you'll find wagering options for college basketball, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, UFC, for Gabe, tennis, boxing, soccer, and for Marshall Falk, little cricket action for you. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Love Marshall's it. all about the I didn't know you're down with cricket. NFL. I am. He's I all am. about the cricket now. And yeah. almost any sport you could think of. You can even wager on esports, politics, reality TV. That's for Joe. He's a big Bachelor fan. Get an edge and utilize live betting at BetDSI where you can wager virtually any time during a contest. Capitalizing on in-game happenings and circumstances, utilize your daily fantasy kills without the constraints of salary caps, and wager on player props. There are so many ways to make money. BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. Use your sports knowledge and the information we're giving you right here on the show to make some money over at BetDSI. And don't forget to use the promo code FNTSY18 when signing up to get your 100% bonus match. But that's not all. Once you've opened up your account at BetDSI, go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, 
and send us your BetDSI username, and we'll give you one month of daily Roto access totally free. That's access to all sports, tools, and optimizers. So head on over and open your account right now at BetDSI to win on so many levels. That's promo code FNTSY18. That is a great deal. At wow. BetDSI. That's great. That's fantastic. I'm actually surprised. Rich. Have you ever like auditioned for like The Bachelor read. or no. one of these reality shows? No. Read. Thank you, man. But, uh, that was awesome. That was a great read. A little virtual. I just have to give. I, that, I that's to like give a little surprise. virtual. You're up for an Emmy. The segment's that over a, now, though, Marshall. It's a little long. It's a long one. Segment, segment's over. That was a like, great read. That is. That's and Joe, I thought I you were more of a love and hip hop kind of guy. I didn't know you were yeah. into the Bachelor. My bad. I I thought you was the love and hip hop. Well, Marshall, Marshall secretly watches The Bachelor on uh, yeah, Monday well, nights. Th- yeah, I know. Orange <laughs> County, yeah. I know that Joe Tam- knows Tamra, too much. I was a big fan of Tamra back in the day of the OC. You know? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> foot, football and reality Lorne, TV. Yeah, I watched them all, you know. We got yeah, somebody asking in the chat, though. Marshall's a cricket guy, but can he explain the tablet? <laughs> and the tablet and cricket's the most devastatingly wickedly evil thing ever just quickly on this so i bet on a cricket game and i shouldn't have done this so me how a match i should say <laughs> why so me and my buddy but we bet like 2300 bucks on it okay we bet on a cricket wow. match i go to bed and it's like you know 148 over three type thing whatever the score is you know what i'm talking about Marsh. so the score is like so basically you bat you know you got like 200 swings then the other team gets the, you know the wickets yeah. So basically, our team is up. I go to bed at like 6 in the morning. Marsh, I might have a gambling problem, right? So I go to bed at 6 in the morning. Small one. Our team is <laughs> our team is winning. I wake up in the morning, and I see the same score, but we lost. And we lost our bet. So I said, what the hell happened? So long story short, basically in cricket, if there's a rain delay or it's a rain out, they go to a, a tablet which projects what would have happened. So imagine a baseball game. That gets rained out in the sixth inning. It's not the final score. They said, well, Derek Jeter went about it a couple of more times, and his percentage is this. And then they actually award the bet like that. So virtually, I, I was they in virtually a, do it. Yes. And it was yeah. actually, there's a professor at Oxford that came up with a tablet. I actually got him on the show to yell at him after mm-hmm. uh, about this. Wow. Uh, I got my money back from the sports book, and they told me, don't bet on cricket anymore if you don't know the rules. You are like a gambling renaissance man. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. A man for all seasons. Well, you can I'm international. I can't, like, you know, if Dosecki's needed a gambler, you would be the most interesting. Yeah, no, I appreciate in the that. World. I appreciate. It. Yeah, listen, it's all the same. It's like NFL, AFL, Aussie right. football rules. It's all money. The teams are called the Eagles. It's brought to you by Burger King, and there's point spreads. What but do you want? You same can, thing. You can flick to the Cricket Channel when Clemson and uh, Pittsburgh square off later tonight. Yeah, you think it'll be over that quickly? I think maybe Pittsburgh might be able to hang around a little bit more than anyone's given them credit for. Okay, I'll they say They beat them the last time they played. Yeah, it's unbelievable that point. Nate Peterman was the quarterback. Yeah. Clemson's won the last seven games by 39.4 points per game. This 39, season. This season. This season. Yeah, yeah. From the, from the middle of the season to the end, 39.4 points. Wasn't it only like last month people said Clemson aren't that good? Yeah. And, oh, there aren't. Oh, well, they, well, they weren't. They were yeah. not. They, yeah. and, and they had a young quarterback that was not proven. Weren't they just we, bored, though? We were, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say that they were bored. I, I, I believe they were like they were trying to find themselves. Okay. It was like Dabo was trying to see, okay, who are we and what are we? Uh, you, 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 got a, you, got another, you got two young receivers. Normally they have a veteran guy there that you can rely on. Um, they were, they were, you know, they're running ETN, and 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 then you know this is how this is how Lawrence got into the game. It was like we need a spark, and he gave them that spark. We just didn't know that this kid 
had ice water in his veins, and it didn't matter where he was playing, who he was playing against. He was just going to step out on the field and complete the passes that needed to be completed. Like, that's that simple. It, it doesn't seem like it's too big for him. And I, I like what Dabo has created over there. It's I know we talk about Alabama and what they're doing, but Dabo has done a great job. And if you listen to him, he's always talking to the kids that's on the fence about this is where you want to come. This is where you want to come. It's 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 unbelievable. What and he's they done. do a, a, every time I have talked to a Clemson player. We both have yep. been with Dabo in the same events before. He has created a culture where you know the blue chippers want to be there, and they could use it as a springboard to the NFL, and they get maximum exposure, and they can win individual awards, which I think Trevor Lawrence will at some point. And they get to sure touch that, that rock when they run down the hill, which is pretty cool. Yeah, you got Death Valley. I mean, I his the culture he has created is like nothing I've seen in a very long time. Now Nick wins a lot of football games, but it takes a certain kid who wants to be in that kind of a culture. Dabo's culture is He's very established himself as that number two guy, I would state, in college football right now, ahead of Urban Meyer, uh, because of the recent success, at least in my opinion, and the program and the recruits that he's getting and the, the consistency. And, and like Marshall talked about it uh, earlier, you know, even with the Buffalo Bills, it's hard to, to be good every year. And we're seeing Clemson right now. We're into what, year, year three right now of this continued uh, dominance right now. I'll Don't tell you Back why. to that bowl game. Remember when they got smashed by West Virginia? Yep. That was that turning point where they, yeah. he dug down deep and, and realized we, we got to do better. My one, I, I would, I, and I would agree to put Dabo as the, the, the number two guy behind Nick. And it's, it's hard to say that with what Urban has done. I only do I, I only say that because Dabo's players, they transition to the NFL and become star. Like these guys, they become guys. Right, right. It's not like it's not like and and, and, I, and I hate to say this about Nick and Alabama players. It's kind of like the old Duke. You don't know how good they are when you put them on a team when everybody's not an all American. You know, you you really, and I find it hard to evaluate Alabama talent. Let me ask you, though, Marshall, because I talk about this a lot. We talked about how tough it is, their practices. You were talking about physically. But mentally, I think it's sort of like a boot camp for a lot of these kids. I heard Leonard Fournette say, man, it's easier in the NFL than it was at LSU dealing with the daily grind. How many players figure, I made it? You know, like when you were going yeah. up, Marshall, you wanted yes. to win a Super Bowl, right? I think is it the new dream to have the suit, be on the stage, get yeah. drafted. Yeah. You made it by making the damn league and getting a contract, and then they seem to lose some of that edge. Would you agree with that? I I, I do. I, I agree with that. I also put in put in and, and you don't even understand what this is like. When you come from a college program that every game you're playing in front of a packed crowd and and Ohio yeah, State yeah. and Alabama, what did they play? Like eight home games? They're playing like eight home yeah, games yeah. or something like that. And let's say you get drafted. I'm sorry. You get drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals or the Cleveland Browns, and you come out to warm up, and it's like nobody's here. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a letdown. Yeah. Although you're getting, pay, you're getting paid more money. It settles into being you're a job, doesn't it? it? I mean, you're, you're not into it. But you, and, yeah. you can handle it, though, too. That's the thing. They, these kids come in prepared. Right. It, but it, that's it, where it, the money comes into play, Mark. Right? It, Isn't it where it's like, well, this ain't as tense, but damn, I'm a millionaire. Life's good. Right. right? It, it, and then they sort of settle into just being on a losing team and, and the lifestyle, and that's, right? That's when that happens because it, it is hard 
when you you let's say you're at Alabama or you're at Clemson or you're at Ohio State and every game means something to you, you come into the NFL and it's like week one. Okay, these four games, that's the first quarter of the season. Uh, okay, now, now we're at the eight-game mark. Okay, w- what's important here? W- which games, do we try to win them all? Like, what, what happens? In college, you are trying to win them all. In, in the pro game, you're getting better each week. You're trying to build and make a playoff run. And Marshall, a guy that you and I know very well, uh, Kyle Turley once famously told me, Guys in the NFL at a certain time of the year start to say, for who and for what? Yes. Oh, For who boy. and for what? It, it, it is unbelievable. It, it, I'll tell you, um, as I got older in my career, the hardest thing for me was as a captain or a leader to get another man motivated that's getting paid to do a job. It is so hard. It is so freaking hard to have that responsibility. But as mm. a leader, it is your job. Is that vocal or is that by it's, example? It's, or both? It's, it's person. It's, you know, like it's, you can't just stand up and talk to the team. You know, it's, it's to a individual. To a, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would go around and uh, Roland Williams. I knew how to motivate Roland to make sure that when we ran, when we ran on the edge, he was going to win the edge this week. Um, Ernie Conwell, he was different. Ernie was a different guy. You, you, you had to say different things to him. Robert Holcomb, my fullback, totally different. Orlando Pace, that's all I had to do was talk about how many sacks the guy that was he was going up against had the week before <laughs> or what he did. Oh, yeah. Or if there was one play, he beat Orlando the first time we played him. Right. Yeah. You just got to know how to motivate yeah. different guys. And that's <laughs> the thing that Davo Sweeney, I feel, and Brett Venables have done over the last four years now. It's not just the offensive How does Venables ball. not get a head coaching job? Well, he doesn't want one. He's just he's too much money. Comfortable. Million dollars. Yeah. Here's the thing that makes them lethal, in my opinion, is that they lose guys like Vic Beasley. They lose guys like Shaq Lawson, Mackenzie Alexander. And all they do is reload each and every year. The last four years, third down defense, 27%, 29%, 27%. 26%. They're holding opposing offenses to 90 yards rushing. When you force three and outs and give the football back to Trevor Lawrence, it's tough to beat them. Yeah. And now you have an offense in Pittsburgh that's averaging 253 rushing yards per game with Olison and Hall. No, no balance, but though. They, they're, yeah. they're averaging 150 through the air with Kenny Pickett. How does Pittsburgh win, even attempt to win this game is beyond me because they really need to run the football, which goes right into Clemson's strength. This line of scrimmage will be dominated like they have never seen one dominated. And, and, and they're going to do it without dropping a safety yeah. in. And, and it's just that easy. And then on the flip side, when you watch how Trevor Lawrence is throwing the football, if you dare go two safeties high with, 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 with Travis Etienne back there, they just they make it hard for you to come up with a game plan against them now that they have Lawrence who's more efficient you know Kelly Bryant was good Mm -hmm. but this kid is efficient like he gives the receivers catch and run type of balls it's not just catch the ball. Like they're getting catch. He throws balls. with anticipation. It, it, it is. It is uncommon anticipation are, yeah. for a rookie. That, yeah. that's what's staggering. I hate to be hyperbolic. We all do it in this industry, and I try to avoid it. 
But I, I've gone back and thought over the past, I cannot remember a more poised true freshman, particularly at that position. I mean, Gabe, can you think of any true freshman in the last 10 years? Not in this situation. I would say Peyton. In this situation. I'm talking about in this yeah. situation. Yeah. Like, he came in and took over for a guy yes. who had lost, what, Kelly Brown lost three games? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's cold world when Kelly Bryant gets squeezed out. Is, I'm just saying, like, you, it, the situation – and, and, and you handle it. You handle it. All the Kelly Bryant transferred, all the noise, it doesn't even bother you. Yeah. What about Peyton? I, I, that's the only correlation I can make from when, you know, he started as, as a freshman in Tennessee. Yeah, he and was, not as effective now. He right, probably exactly, wasn't surrounded by as much talent atmosphere as Clemson has. But he, but he wasn't position. on a team that had not lost a game right. that season. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you're a young quarterback, let's, let's say you're, you're, you come in as a freshman, Peyton, you know what? If you throw 8, 10, 12, 15 interceptions, fine. We want yeah. you to learn and be ready for next year. This kid is playing with players whom – at the beginning of the season, had aspirations of being in the playoffs, winning the national championship, and uh, hold on, wait, you're going to help us do it as a freshman. Yeah. It's like jumping. I was just thinking it's almost like uh, jumping in a Formula One car and just keep on driving. Right. You know, it, it doesn't stop. I'm just going to jump in the seat. and Because you're right. You can't slip up from your first snap. Yeah. You can't slip up. There's no learning curve for you, kid. This is this is reserved for running backs, receivers. As as freshmen, you come in. You know, you, you, maybe, maybe a defensive lineman. Um, this is just a hard position to come in. And the only thing that I could think of, and, and, and I'll give Dabo – all the credit in the world. If if he changed a lot of things in his offense, even verbiage to fit the things that he, that that Lawrence did in high school. If he did that, that that was that was that is genius. Yeah, yeah. Because because in the NFL, they're not growing Peyton Mannings and Ben Roethlisberger's anymore. You got to take what you get. That means you got to run the stuff that fits the quarterback. It's 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 why it's why you see the Chicago Bears look the way they look. Yep. It, 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 it took them a Kansas while. City though. They didn't have that that mentality. Well, just well, catching on. They got Helfrey. Right. right. Their 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 quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, is is Mark Helfrey, who used to be at yep. at or, uh, at or, Oregon. Yeah. That's why the the relationship in in in, in who he's talking to now. Right. When when you, when you have a Trubisky, the conversations we're talking the same language. It's, it's a like, crazy new world. I really see that Alabama is watching what Reed and the Chiefs are doing and plucking what they like from it. Oh yeah, you have to because and it's crazy because Kansas City's running a college style offense yep. right now, and Saban and the OC love it. They actually enjoy sitting down watching the Chiefs and going, "Let's do that. We can do this with Tua. What they're doing with Mahomes." When we come back, we'll be breaking down the Big 12 Championship. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, Gabe Marenzi, and Hall of Famer Marshall Falk live from Studio 34.